You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Episode 100, Paint the Town Podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> wow, we have finally fucking arrived, man. Shit, dude. Wow, How- man. Does it feel different? Does it feel like we've been doing it for 100 episodes, man? You know, um, sometimes it seems like it's brand new. And then sometimes it feels like we've been doing this for years, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, um, you know, it's weird, though. I think it's the schedule, though. Initially, we were kind of doing it whenever we were free. And then yeah. it, and then we can just be like, hey, let's, uh, you know, have an actual weekly schedule with this. So, I mean, this year, basically first, first season, I like to call it 2018, we did 15 episodes. <clears throat> 2019. <laughs> 2019 we did 38 episodes okay and 2020 this year i mean we've already done 46 episodes basically wow you know so i mean we i mean honestly man hey i gotta you know give a big thank you to you man um so uh oh dude cheers Cheers, brother i'm gonna we have a little smoke right now dude hell yeah (laughs) light up as i drink up (laughs) Mm. Tastes good, man. Yeah, man. Tastes uh, good. One thing, you know what, man? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget what we're gonna say. When I picked (laughs) you, when I asked you initially, or I picked you to be like, or ask, I would say, you know, I'm not picked because, like, uh, anyways, when I asked you to be like uh, my co-host, man. I was thinking I need to have a dude that has the commitment to actually like go through with this for me. Cause I've started so many projects. Everybody's so gung ho at the beginning. And then, you know, the, the, you know, you're not getting achieving the goals that you aspired. Some people aspire to achieve or, you know, and then it falls yep. off basically, and then it becomes a chore, you know? Yep. It's like a yeah. band, like a garage band or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. There's so many bands, man. And things like, it's honestly... That's what man, this has felt like to me at times. It felt, it's felt like a garage band at times, almost. Cool. Go ahead, though. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. But no, I mean, one thing, though, I got, I got to hand it to you, man. Um, you know, as the partner, as uh, the audience is here, as my witness, man, you know, I really appreciate you, bro. You, you know, I mean, for sticking through this through, and uh, it's been amazing, man. Honestly, it's been uh, such a good experience, man. So cheers, man. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it, man. But uh, there is one thing <clears throat> that is, uh, you know, <clears throat> proof in the pudding or whatever. There's only one of us that has been here for all 100 episodes, and it's not me. <laughs> 
that's you. Okay. okay. Uh, there, there was one there episode. There was one episode where I had to, you know, I had to go home, had to go take care of some stuff. And uh, you, uh, you took the helm and uh, you, you, where, where did you go to set up? <laughs> no, you know what? It, it, actually, I, I was, uh, Britt was there with me that day, our social media coordinator, Brittany. Shout out to Britt. Um, and the, the cool thing was that um, it was good that she was with me that day because I basically went to, uh, first of all, I, the gallery at Skid Row, basically, right? So I parked my oh, car. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a sketchy area. You know, but, you know, it's, I'm from L.A., so I understand the area. So, you know, you get your paper. It's next to each other. They're next yeah, to right? nice places. The gallery, uh, you know, was actually, like, really close to Skid Row. So I walked in there, and the thing is, like, I knew it was actually, like, a gay gallery, on Skid Row, basically that day with, you know, Homo Raya and his crew and everything like that, and then oh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not necessarily a gay gallery, but that show was gay. Yeah, Full on yeah, the streets was, are queer. I think is what it. Uh, there you the go. This, the show. Queer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and pretty much, and I was, was the only, I was the only straight man there, and it it was a it was an interesting experience, man. Because uh, you know, oh man, I'm, I'm sorry to leave you like that. No, 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 dude, you were, you didn't leave me at all because you told me, hey, I you know you have a work opportunity or something like that. And no, uh, my dad, I had to go take care of my dad. Okay, there, there you go. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm down. You know, Elliot Street Gallery isn't just uh, me by myself, right? So I have a team, and there's people that can help me. So I can always ask people to come with me. But it was more the you know. I never been like, uh, you know, in an environment when I was outnumbered in my sexual preference. So it was like a nice kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nice... anything wrong with that. Now, totally, no, no. You should go back but and listen. New experience. Yeah, new it, experience it, it, and under performance during a performance. So that's <laughs> that is different. You know what I mean? Um, well, you know, the good thing is I don't really see this as a performance, to be honest, man. Like, you know, you know for me, it's just hanging out. and I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. But this is a podcast, so. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know so <laughs> if, you, if you haven't checked that out, audience, I mean, go back and check out that episode. We get introduced to a whole bunch of queer street artists. And, you know, these guys aren't all the guys that you uh, imagine. Um, you know, like I said, I had uh, some preconceived notions about what I was going to walk into. And I had a great time, man. I had a gay old time, dude. <laughs> 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 funny. That's no, so but, funny. you know, I mean, no, honestly, though, it, it was so cool, man, because I, I remember, uh, you know, just hanging out with like Diva Dog, hanging out with Homo Riot, man, David Puck, man, all those guys, dude. And, and I had a great time, man. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of learned a few things, too, man. So anyways, it kind of, well, just thinking back on the old episodes, man, I was actually for our 100th episode. Well, first of all, we normally have a guest, man. And I figure for our 100th episode, yeah. we We've had like so many, uh, you know, legendary street artists and just our friends come on, man, that it would be nice to. Dude, just... we had my favorite all time on the last episode. You know what I mean? That's we, we did that on purpose because, you know what? The first show was just you and I, right? Yep. Yep. So we figured the 100th, 100th show should just be you and I. And then, uh, you know, we run some clips of all the other shows. I love that idea, man. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, like I actually went back and listened to quite a few of uh, our clips. Uh, you know, just it's been we come a long way, man, from audio issues to, uh, um, to, you know, to the fact that actually you can watch the podcast nowadays. But back in the day, it was purely audio, which there's kind of a magic to it. There's a theater to the mind thing going on. You, you know what I mean? Like a lot of street artists, yeah. they don't want to, uh, you know, give away their identity. So, I mean, you know, there's other street artists that want to come on that are waiting for COVID to be over so they can hang out with us in the studio, man. And 
I totally get it, man. Not everybody wants to be like a talking head on the camera all the time. You, you know what I mean? So. And here's the thing too. We were realizing that, um, you know, if, uh, if you're, um, I guess, uh, service, did you get your, um, you know, if you don't have the best uh, online service, then what ends up happening is it gets cut out and you're dropping off and everything. And as we're trying to do the interview, then all of a sudden the freezing up, you know, it's the old, and then we're going, Oh, right in the juicy part of the story. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean use my imagination with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, uh, we've had, it's nice because we get to see the, the studio sometimes. No, yeah, um, like, like when that. we did, uh, not, not long ago, um, Rx up in uh, Portland and he showed us his, how he, you know, his studio where he makes the stickers and everything. Yeah. yeah oh, totally. that was awesome, man. You know, but then again, his, his internet connection is like, you know, 5G and he's, you know, <laughs> so on top of it. But, um, you know, some of the other uh, interviews, um, yeah, that was so, I, we're so looking forward to, um, you know, actually doing it in person. There's just a, there's a whole different vibe and a whole different feeling, you know, when we're in person, being able totally, to look man. someone in the eye and 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 see their facial expressions and stuff i just I, I feed off of that so much better and and can get a feel and and you know get better questions and just you know stuff comes to me better when when i'm doing it in, in person but you know what dude uh we should be thankful we're still able to do this because a lot of people can't yeah. even work um so uh well, yeah, a lot of people mixed emotions I about it I know a lot of people that stopped pod, a lot of podcasts that stopped because of COVID, and I know a lot of podcasts that started because of COVID. Started. <laughs> <laughs> no, both because like some they can't be in the studio actually. You know, what I mean, so so it's yeah. really interesting. Oh, do you want to? Do we want to talk about our situation, the, the other podcast, or? Uh... Um, let's wait till we have a um, you know, the full update. You want to do that? That's true. Yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, anything cool. can still happen. I don't want to like. You know, <clears throat> well, but it's it's on the up and up now, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah. There's been some good communication and everything, and uh, okay, that's yeah, cool. Let's, I can, let's, I can just, let's just wait that. on it, because uh, um, like I said, you you never know what happens, and uh, this is a special episode. People are going, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> You'll find out. Soon You'll have enough. to go back and listen to the whole show, man. That's the thing. You know what I mean? If people that have started <laughs> yeah. with us from the beginning and uh, bear with us through the, our audio problems and uh, you know, you know everything like that. And uh, there's people that just got turned on to the podcast, man, from the, you know, our latest guests, man. And, y y you know, yeah, uh, yeah that's how we're going to grow. That's it. We don't, we have not, how much uh, money have we put into advertising for this? Uh, pretty much face Instagram won't really let us do any advertising. I don't know why they banned like our oh. so, their, uh, advertising account. So zero. <laughs> yeah. So this is all organic. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we've, we've been slowly, slowly building our followers, you know, and I'm sure there may have been some people who, when we invited them on the show, they looked at how many followers are on the show and they're like, ah, oh, that's not that many, you know, I'm not going to be reaching that many people and give it time. You know what I mean? One thing that I've, I, I keep telling James, um, when it comes to doing what we're doing, um, it's simple. You know what I mean? It's very, very simple. What we do, we want to, we want to help people reach, you know, artists, we want to help street artists reach people in a different way, to get to know them in a different way, in a candid way, you know, and uh, document what they do. And not many other people are doing this. And so um, all we have to do is just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, That's man. It. Dude, I, I always appreciate those words of encouragement. And um, <clears throat> sometimes I don't know, like, what the, uh, the crescendo or the end goal is, man. I mean, 
Like I said, we just keep well, we on. shouldn't we shouldn't have one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're never gonna get there. You know, or we I'm, will. We may surpass it, whatever. But you know what? If you don't make uh, that goal, man, we can just shoot past into you know into the fucking galaxy, man. I mean, to be yeah. I mean, to be honest, I feel like you know our goal was to kind of talk to more artists to travel right for for the show to get up with other artists and to talk to them, man. And uh, aside from COVID, man, putting a a stink in things, I think uh, you know we're achieving all those goals, man. But anyways, man. I prepared some clips. Okay, so uh, um, you have anyone that you want to uh, comes to mind that you want to bring up, or or do you want me to just go by the uh, the the order? No, you know what I did, and I, and I wore this shirt uh, specifically tonight for that. Um, my boy Scott Lane with Loud Labs. <clears throat> the reason why is because he's the one that has kept me the safest during my time as uh, doing street art and graffiti art. He's my lookout guy, the best. Um, Thank you, Scott. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, let's see. I don't know. He's also have... filmed quite a few things that I've done. <laughs> I don't know if we have a clip uh, of him though <laughs> from that show. Oh, yeah, dude. That's... I mean. Yeah, but that's I mean... right. He's been on before, um, but uh, and we're gonna have him on again. Uh, he's actually on on YouTube now. He has his own channel. He's got o well over a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, and uh, I believe it's uh, Loud Labs uh, Live, Scott Lang. Um, yeah, that was a fun one, so, man. Uh, I remember that one was. Definitely go of, check him out. I remember that one was uh, basically the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, is based on this dude, Scott, man. And I, I was super impressed. Well, yeah, exactly. That's that's what he started as a uh, a stringer is what they're called. And basically, he sits in the middle of L.A. with uh, you know when I met him, it was just him and I think maybe one other guy. Um, and so he was sitting in the middle of L.A. with his very fast car, and he had about eight police radios in there, <laughs> one for each section of L.A. And so, you know, he would just sit there and listen to where the action's going on and go and film it and sell it to the news stations, sell the footage. And so, um, you know, if any calls are going out to any cop, if there's any action from any cops going anywhere or anything like that, he's going to hear about it. So there were times where he didn't have to be where I was, where I was doing my piece. He would just ask me, okay, where are you? What's your location? And he would turn up that radio and turn down all the other radios. And, you know, uh, if anything, if anyone, any calls or any action was going on coming my way, you'd let me know. Yeah, now, man, that's, um, that's episode you nine. Got, you don't have a better lookout than that, my friend. <laughs> you want to talk about ninja. <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know, this, this was after I got busted, though. After I got busted um, in 2011, um, you know, uh, I couldn't, I had to be careful, you know. When I first got started, I was just going at it, and I, I didn't care if I got caught because <laughs> I figured it helped get my message out there, you know. Not to mention I genuinely thought they would let me get off the, because of the message I was putting out in my name and everything, but yeah, not so much. But so he was the one that, that um, helped me to – um, really stay safe after getting arrested because um, you get arrested again, it's a big problem. And uh, he kept me free of that problem. Yeah, man. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott, man. Or else we wouldn't be able to do the show today, man. And uh, yeah, for the audience. Yeah, I might not be here. I might be incarcerated if it wasn't for Scott. <laughs> That's episode nine. Now, there's been a couple of times where I was almost incarcerated because of him. We've gone out and had some good times. Met up with our buddy uh, Jimmy Fitzpatrick out there in um, Temecula, 
and uh, hung out and watched him and like Scotty Smith on their motorcycles going off 130 foot jumps flying through the air like massive birds and uh you know partying with those guys who oh my god boy you want to talk about partying hard and i i you know have really really um i don't really already do any hard partying like that anymore ever but i did wake up in the desert with a mask a gas mask on um <laughs> one day why when i was partying with them what what kind of gas why? was being uh no, not it was. It was just like a gas mask, like a, you know, the the kind of has a face mask with the thing in front that you see on movies and stuff. That's like really kind of yeah, yeah. crazy looking. Why'd you um, have that on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I had that. I had. Uh, I had my clothes on, you know. So luckily, I wasn't naked. But I was. I woke up looking straight up and sat up and you know in the dirt and you know it was like what is on my face, you know? And I took the thing <laughs> off and was like. I don't remember this. Um, so that's probably one of the last times that I really partied that hard. Now that, now that I think about it, were you guys you know? drinking or what? Were you guys, uh, was it a lot? Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was drinking. There was, um, other things going on that, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, 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 for luckily sure. I'm not an addictive, luckily I'm not an addictive type. So, um, that is the only reason why I ever even hang out with people that, that party. Um, because I know a lot of my friends that I grew up with, uh, you know, I didn't understand what the addictive gene meant. You know, I just thought that they were just, you know, they just wanted to party more, you know, and just keep partying. And they were like better than I was because they could just keep going, you know, not maybe better than I was. Yeah, at the time I did. I thought, man, these guys should party and I just can't, you know, I just can't. I just don't want to keep going, man. Thank goodness. You know, that was actually my non-addictive part of me saying, dude, go to sleep, get up and eat and do things you enjoy doing instead of, you know, just continuing and doing what these guys are doing. Um, I feel you, man. Anyway, I don't know how I got off on that shit. But anyway. Well, you're, you're talking about Scott and then we're rambling. Yeah, well, yeah. And then I, well, you, you were saying that that was the time you party with Scott and uh, man, I'd love to party with Scott, man. If we're doing, if that, that's how we party, man, shit. Maybe me and him oh, are yeah. like, <laughs> well, you know what though? This was before uh, Scotty uh, has a child now that is his own. <laughs> He married, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his wife's name. She's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> sorry. But um, so he got married and had a child of his own. She already had two children. Um, and so he's, he's got a child of his own now, Bronson. Um, I remember his son's name, but not his wife. <laughs> what can I say? Um, but, but uh, you know, so I don't know if he parties like that anymore. Oh, for you know? sure. For sure. Well, anyways, man, I, I, the reason I, w I was going to ask you if you had any, anything in mind, I, I was gonna, hopefully I had a little clip of that episode. But no, if you haven't checked out an episode, it's episode nine. Um, it's a great episode, man. I learned a lot about um, kind of like uh, the news industry and um, just talking to Scott. Uh, so go back and check that out if you haven't. But um, basically, I kind of... Yeah, that's right. We had, to, we had to edit that a little bit because there were some things that we talked about that was like... Which nowadays, <laughs> actually... I mean, to be honest, since then, we've actually had some of those people that, uh, you know, the, the, the talk things we had to talk about, actually, those people on the podcast. So at the end of the day, I was like, huh, you know what? It, it all comes full circle. But anyways, uh, so anyways, I, I prepared a few clips, man, that um, we can listen to because remember back in the day, there was no video to watch and stuff like that. I know we've been 
Kind of yeah, like, and, and just so you guys know, if you haven't figured this out yet, because I'm like 51 years old and dude over here is 37 and really good with uh, technical stuff. Um, you know, James does has been doing all the editing. Um, you know, you give uh, we have a team now. We have a team now of, um, you know, uh, Richard and, and, and Johnny that, um, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of our, our video and, and mixing and everything eventually. But, you know, while we're just doing these Zoom meetings, um, you know, I'm cheap, our man, guy so. right over here uh, is <laughs> the guy going You're back above me, editing. actually. Oh, well, so you mine, go like you're this. next to me over here. Yeah. Just go like that? There you go yeah, down. Just do down. right here. Go, go oh, sorry. Oh, this, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 like that. Like that. Point down. <laughs> this dude. Okay, look. You see that guy right back there? That fucking uh, piece right there? Yeah. That's the dude that does all the editing. That I, if it was up to me, wouldn't happen. Sorry. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the, technology. Uh, me either, man. At the end, bro. Thanks. thanks, man. No, thank you for the recognition, Teach. Mm -hmm. All right, honestly, man. Like for me, it's been a learning process. Um, I was I learned from you, man. Neuroplasticity. You know, what I mean, learn new things. Yeah, there you go. For those of you who don't know what neuroplasticity is, that's that's basically paying it forward. You know, that's that's doing something for somebody, and and not expecting anything in return or even giving them a chance to give you anything in return. You know what I mean? Like just do something for somebody that, that helps them out a lot and um, don't ever expect anything in return. And it's and also what it just, does for just learning new things too. Yeah. Right? Learning new things keeps, keeps your mind new things. Talk about learning new things. This guy, uh, history buff here, you know? <laughs> That's another reason why a lot of these episodes get interesting, especially with the, the last one with uh, with Robbie Conall when uh, <clears throat> when, the, when the man here was asking about stuff going on in the '60s and everything before oh, that was fun, I was man. even born. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like I went back and checked out. Like I, you know, I remember Robbie was like saying he was like, "Hey, I don't want to hear another Pete Seeger song," and I was like, "Shit, I don't even know who Pete Seeger is, man." Like, <laughs> I, you, you know, but I went back and checked it out, and it was like alternative to Bob Dylan, basically the same similar style, you know, a guy playing banjo and things like that. And then I got into uh -huh. <clears throat> Van Morrison's band Them because he said that he was really into it, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this band, dude, I forgot about this band. So I love talking to people who have like different era knowledge. Cause you know, we're living through the pandemic, oh, yeah. man. People are gonna read the fucking history books like the, pan like the Spanish flu. Oh, how many people died? It was 1918. They had to wear a mask. Oh, okay. And they're going to flip through that. But if you live through it, you have like such a different perspective oh, of, <clears throat> of what's going on. You, you know what I mean? So, and dude, what his parents, I mean, his parents were fucking blacklisted. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't even know what that means by being blacklisted. What exactly does that mean? You know what? what it, well, that means you don't get to go anywhere or do any work. You don't get to work anywhere, you know? And his parents were blacklisted because they were the first, they were communists. You know? Yeah. And that was that was actually a good thing. You know what I mean? A lot of people hear that word communist and they're like, ooh, you know, but there's there's good things about communism. And um, you know, uh oh, wait, hold on. Were, you know uh, I got the perfect clip because um I, I, we're we were actually talking about a similar topic and I want you to listen to this clip real quick and then we'll kind of talk okay. about whole communism, okay? Because, okay. So this is our second episode with Colette Miller. This is before you went to China, okay? us talking about yeah. China and then you hearing about, um, uh, uh, well, let's just listen to the clip. You just got back from China, right? Uh -huh. So, I mean, mm -hmm. 
tell us a little bit about your first impression. Uh, I thought it was really peaceful and I felt safe. Like I could walk around at any time of the day and all those scooters are electric. So the air was really good. And I went, you know, to like a few of the temples, like the Confucius one. And, um, and it's just so ancient. There's such a different layer of China that goes back 5,000 years and and the cuisine and the people and um, the yeah. traditions and then there's like this new layer of modern China and I was like told you're right you're told like it's communist and you're just like is this is communism <laughs> Give me maybe some. we're wrong <laughs> yeah I mean because I mean, we're like I come back to America it's like pandemonium <laughs> I mean in parts not always like, kid the people I met their kids are learning English at age two or three. All yeah. the nursery schools teach the kids Chinese English, so they'll be bilingual, which is brilliant. There's wish, more Chinese. There's know. more English speakers in China than there are in America. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they probably speak it better. <laughs> like my wife. My wife's from Germany, but she speaks English better than most <laughs> Americans. Yeah, that's true. It's another subject. But, uh, um, no, I, you know, I'll be honest. I really don't know a whole lot about China, uh, but of what I've heard and, and how they're one of the big powers out there and how uh, uh, the trade going on between us is not quite fair or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but according to who? Because evidently it was set up this way and somebody thought it was yeah. fair. So I don't know. <laughs> You know, who, what are they telling us now? Right? Yeah, it really all comes down to who's saying, you know, what it's who's affair it to. You yeah, know? no, I, I'm always just curious because, like I said, as growing up as a kid, I always felt like an outsider. You, you know, really? I mean, yeah, no, especially here's the thing I've got a lot of respect for the Chinese. Okay, <laughs> they are uh, very disciplined, yeah. very peaceful mm -hmm. um, people, you know, unless you mess with them, <laughs> don't mess right. with them. Right. It's that simple, you, you know. know? What did you think of that, man? <laughs> that was a long time That's ago, actually. If you th if you think about it, right? Yeah, it was. Dude. That was like uh, two and a half years ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was yeah, 2018. You know, you know what I mean. So, I think it's really interesting because you you've definitely now been to China. You know what I mean? So I, anyways, going back to talking about communism, man, it's really interesting because like I was listening to that clip and I was like, oh, man, we sound like we're like so fucking pro China <laughs> in, in that clip, you know, and I definitely wanted to uh, uh, talk a little bit about that, especially since we we're on the uh, topic of communism, man. You, you know, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no, what, what, I want to hear your thoughts on that clip real quick, dude. Just, just <laughs> well, that's cool hearing Colette Miller again. You know, um, and uh, you should have her on again, man. Shout out to Colette. She uh, she listens, dude. So definitely shout out. Oh, that's awesome, man. Hi, Colette. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I didn't. Now that I'm listening to it and and trying to remember what I was thinking about at the time, um, yeah, I uh, just very uh, very unknowledgeable. Um, and uh you know but not not, not ignorant too, uh, yeah not, not completely ignorant but um you know there was just so much i didn't know about it um but now after you know having been over there and, and you know experiencing it firsthand 
and then you know what's happened between now and then yeah i think times are a lot different you know remember i was saying first of all um just to put it out there man uh you know my family's from taiwan man like uh you know we definitely uh were persecuted by the communist chinese party like in, in during world war ii but it's a very internal independence inside china thing you know what i mean and you know the chinese communist you party you've ever been you know taiwan by the chinese and then over here in america i'm sure people are probably being prejudiced against you because you look like you're chinese yeah so it's like nobody's you can't ever... win bro <laughs> it was so interesting talking to jasper the other day because he was basically explaining this you know his family basically left uh, hong kong to go over to hawaii when china was going to overtake uh Hong Kong from the British in the 90s you know what I mean yeah. so I, so you know what it's weird because in the past few years before this whole like um before 2020 for sure I mean China they look like they were doing some good things I mean they were leading the environmental um uh you know group or whatever that's called right with the thing that Trump pulled out of right <clears throat> Um, the climate affair yeah. yeah yeah the paris accord right so you, you right. know they're making all you know they're, they're really trying to flex basically that's how i felt like it you know and there's a few years where you're like damn man it really seems like maybe they're getting their act together but then uh it all comes out then, like hey, then they started persecuting hong kong and it was like well uh, even before that the uyghurs man like the thing is like it was very it's very interesting the week let, let's talk about that for a second the uyghurs are kind of like a minority muslim group inside China. oh you it starts with a u right yeah yeah it's yeah that's why why g-h-e-r john oliver was going over that uh, yeah on the show the other night it's actually been happening it's actually been like when i first started going to china you can see this uh these groups like they're kind of like they're like a nomadic group inside china you know what i mean so there's imagine they still look kind of asian but they look kind of like more like um <clears throat> i don't know if you imagine like kind of your asian um mixed together like a kind of like a central asian kind of look so no I mean, idea what the fuck that looked like you know you know what i'll just sorry because we have this uh because we have the internet man uh it's, yeah it's, show me we can actually you know show what me. i mean exactly right so i could just google Uyghur people and you can actually to me it was fascinating i found out about these people um why are you doing that i just want to show you this right quick um oh no wait, go ahead so if you look and, at them they kind of look like they're Middle Eastern, I get, but I'm not Middle Eastern, but like Turkish a little bit. You, you know what I mean? They look kind of Asian, but you can see like kind of like the array of like from Europe to Asia, like people who look like teacher to teacher who look like me. These people will be in the middle, you know, the mixture. Genghis <laughs> Khan, man. Yeah, you know, right. you know. Without getting racist here or anything, I'm trying to oh, yeah, describe I mean. what we're looking at. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, that's what, that's, a, that's the times we're in. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be careful how you describe what you're looking at, so you're not being racist, you oh, know, totally. and you're not even trying to be. Totally, man. But anyways, um, the thing is, like, when I first started going to China, you can see all these people selling like uh, barbecue sticks on the street, um, okay. and, and things like that. And now you don't see them anymore. So where do they all go, man? <laughs> you yeah. know, what I mean? they put them in camps basically, and. Uh, you know, oh, that the man. Chinese Communist Party is denying. I mean, they're getting, like, re-education services, uh, oh. you know. But it's a concentration camp, man. That, that, that's literally, at the end of the day, what it is, man. Like, they're not <clears throat> killing them off by the hundreds, but 
they're getting re-education. They're like, uh, you, you know, they're uh, uh, if if they act up. But basically, it's like the the Uyghurs were the Muslim group that was to the Chinese people. If you ask the regular Chinese person, they're like, well, they were the group that were kind of causing terrorism within China, and you know, so uh, basically, right. you know that's their justification. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like, if you talk to any Chinese person, um, they'll probably have this in China, uh, a lot of them, they'll probably have this feeling like, why should we um, feel bad about that? They cause problems. That's why we had to do that. You, you know, I mean, that, that would, that's their logic behind it, which is just a complete- Because that was, that was the information that they were fed, right? Well, yeah. And also, I mean, the thing is, like, there's no individualism in China, man. It's this group is causing right. problems to that group. So we need to handle that group, basically. Right. So <sighs> when you look at people grouped together like that, that that's just kind of <clears throat> that's just how the world works. That's man. harsh, man. It is, it is harsh, man. It's fucked up. But anyways, man. So it, it's just interesting, man. I want oh, to bring bring up that clip because it's like, hey, man, here's a, a, the clip before you went to China. And then now, two and a half years later, through this podcast, we've actually been able to travel to China and actually get up in China, too. You know what I mean? So yep. that's an achievement, <laughs> man, you know. But anyways. Well, yeah, it is. That's another thing that's thanks to this guy right here <laughs> is getting up in uh, China, uh, in Shanghai. Um, you know, if I'd just been over there by myself, I guarantee you I wouldn't have been trying to get up anywhere over there. Maybe not even trying to carry around cans of, of spray paint with me. But, uh, you know, luckily this dude down here um, speaks Chinese fluently. And uh, not only did we find this wall in downtown um, Shanghai where they allowed uh, artists to get up, but it was very, you know, curated and each artist had a certain section. Um, and I just kind of got up on this one section that was somewhat empty, um, which, you know, we still could have got kind of gotten busted for that. but. The cool thing was right across the street, there was a, uh, a transfer station and um, had all kinds of just, you know, regular street graffiti just piled on top of everything there. And uh, boy, James goes in there and speaks with the guy. And uh, next thing I know, the guy comes out and he's like, you know, points over there. And so James is like, yeah, man, go ahead and get up over there. <laughs> right along the street, you know, good spot, good, good exposure spot and everything. You know, right in the middle of the day, you know, and no worries. Um, hey, because and, this uh, is episode 100 now, we can actually uh, give the YouTube audience uh, a, a view of oh, yeah. uh, basically this whole there you day. Go. Yep. So, uh, this is Those are, that's the wall right there. That's my bald ass. Look at that. Just walking down the street with, with, with stencils and spray paint, you know? Look at that. Just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Love that man, yeah. You know oh, what? Is this like put together by uh, Angel Flight Media. Mitchell no, this is, um, Mitchell's not Angel Flight Media, but um, I, but uh, yeah, it I is put together by Mitchell. Yeah, dude. We got a lot of people, video people making videos, man. So uh, you, you know, it's, yeah. It's, those of you who are watching this, yeah, that's that's uh, Shanghai in the background. What you're looking at? So that's I mean, me spraying a stencil of Dave Covney. <laughs> oh and then there yeah he got that on film too what do you know we got our buddy there just did a quick one one for shanghai there you go man <laughs> look at me thinking i'm cool i'm badass man so i just love that man That's because awesome. i mean talk about evolution man talking about hey i don't know too much about china to actually be able to visit and get up in china man like uh 
I, I mean, this podcast basically has brought this opportunity, man. And, uh, you know, I wanted to, yep. you know, check out that Colette Miller clip. Cause, well, you uh, know what? We, we, we should uh, enjoy some perks from, you know, helping other artists, uh, you know, reach their, you know, their people. And so it's, uh, I think it's okay. We get to have our little perks here and there. Yeah, definitely, man. And, uh, you, you know, it's just cool because when you were there, she was talking about, hey, there's like not really any crime it's just like it's everybody yeah, she said she felt safe and i mean you felt pretty safe there too right besides from the communist government but i mean <laughs> dude i'm a big guy you know what i mean like i'm not afraid anywhere pretty much um but uh there yeah felt really really safe um, were you a little nervous get uh getting up that day dude yeah hell fucking yeah i mean don't get me wrong like i felt a lot more at ease than i would have if you weren't there but um you know there's there's still the white man uh you know half latin half white latte whatever the fuck you want to call me um you know spraying in in the downtown area and who knows what the police are going to do over there you know what i mean like i i've, I've never had a, an experience with a cop over there and i've never had an experience with a cop over there who is rolling up with me doing something very fucking illegal so um, <laughs> well check this out i have another clip man because it's maybe because you're actually getting up in another country you're a little bit nervous right you know what i mean okay so this clip yeah. is uh uh we had steven levy on and then he actually tells a story that when he actually ran into banksy okay and then um uh do you remember that story yeah basically right? Right. Okay. So, so, yeah. Shot, so yeah. So check this out. Check out the reaction, man. Because uh, uh, we kind of talk about like whether Banksy's nervous or not on the uh, you know getting up in a different country, man. So th this is a great little clip, man. And uh, here we go. A lot of interesting stories that we don't want to touch on. <laughs> I met Banksy. Ooh. What? We have time for That's that. That's for real. Man. We have time for that. <laughs> we have time for that. Man. You'll make time for that. We will make time for that. Yeah. We'll, have time well how for that, did you meet man. Banksy? Yeah, we have time for that. I had a, a meeting at the Ace Hotel, and the guy I was meeting was late. So I was waiting in front, and across the street, there's a parking lot. And in the parking lot is somebody doing street art. So I have some time to kill. I figured I'd walk across the street and see what's going on. Very nervous, up on a ladder with a stencil, and, you know, very nervous. You remember the, actually, I don't know if you know the piece, but I, I have a Pardon version me. of it hanging in Modern Multiples right now because Montana traded me for another piece of art. Um, the parking parking structure sign with the girl on the swing. Mm -hmm. yeah, he was doing that. I waited for him to get out of the shop because I want to picture the piece. <laughs> of him. Oh my God. So this is before Banksy was Banksy. You know, I don't know who this guy is. It's just it's a guy doing street art. Oh my god! So, um, anyways, you know, up on the ladder, and you know, painting over the ing is when I walked up. So you know, very over the shoulder, looking at me. You know, looking at the you know what's going on. You know, he's got to look out. They don't know what's happening. So I'm just standing there with the camera, well, with my phone, but not taking any pictures. So you know, they're kind of like trying to rush this thing along. So anyways, comes down, you know, whatever. And I, at that point, start taking a picture. So he's walking by me while I'm taking the photo. He's like, yeah, thanks for waiting. So I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't want you in the picture. So <laughs> <laughs> your, your reaction 
was the lookout's reaction. His reaction, because I couldn't see his face, but his reaction was shock. You know, like, dude, you have no idea. You could have just made a million dollars right there. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's an awesome <laughs> story, man. <laughs> that's, oh, and, and that could only happen to Steve Levy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. He's such a, such a sweet guy and everything and, and just had no idea what he walked up on. <laughs> And I love uh, before we get too far away from this, hold on a second. Um, we were talking about communism because we were talking about Robbie Conal. Yeah. Um, and while we were during, while we were talking on that um, that uh, interview, um, he mentioned being a big fan of uh, and remembers watching Jackie Robinson, right? You yeah. You remember him saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we didn't get to talk about um, baseball that much, yeah. Here's a uh, here's a stencil that uh, that I looked and found is a stencil of Jackie Robinson. Um, and uh, I, the, the story that goes along with this is I've only sprayed it one time. And our boy Sellout uh, was there for it. Um, mm. I cut a stencil of Vince Scully. Yes, okay? I remember that one. They, the day before Vince Scully Day, whenever it was like a year and a half, two years ago maybe, um, I had cut a, a stencil of Vince Scully and Sellout had made a background of LA and he was going to put it on there and we we're going to do a collaboration on the box next to Dodger Stadium. And we we're going to do it the day before Vince Scully Day, which is I think September 23rd. And so we met up September 22nd at 10 p.m. right outside the stadium near the box. Mm. Unbeknownst to us, you know, we didn't, I didn't even check. I don't know why I didn't check, but there was a baseball game that night. And not long after we got there, I had let out. And so, dude, thousands and thousands of people are walking down the street. You know what I mean? And you're just sitting there going, oh, man, this is, you know, this is a bit much. This is a little <laughs> bit much. You know? And so we waited a little while and it kind of thinned out some. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and get going. And so we start painting. And then not long after I I'd sprayed this stencil of, of Jackie Robinson down. and um, while uh, sellout was doing the background on the big side. And then right as we're getting ready to do the next part, um, I think uh, esoteric um, TCF was there as well. Does the owl with the, uh, the spray mask. Um, so uh, esoteric was there and one other guy and sellout. And they're like, hey, uh, teach, uh, you got this? And I'm like, I turn around like what? And there's a cop on a motorcycle pulling up. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, hold on. So I go over and uh, I'm talking to the cop. And so I pulled my permit out and he takes the permit and starts reading like every single detail. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, because, you know, a lot of times they'll just see the permit and they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, or sometimes they may look yeah. at a couple of things, but every time they sit there and read all the details, there's always some kind of, okay, well, it's not for this box, you know, what's going on whatever. So that's what he's like, well, uh, do you have a permit for this box? And I was like, no, what happened is, you know, it's kind of, you know, tomorrow's been Scully Day, you know, and we've been trying to get this together. And they just, it's, it's taken them forever to get the paperwork to us. And so they're like, you know, go ahead and go down there and, you know, uh, and do it. And, um, so, you know, so here we are. He goes, well, if you don't have the paperwork for this box, um, can't let you, can't let you do this. And I'm like, well, I got, you know, some gray spray paint um, with me and I can just, you know, spray over it, and he goes, okay. And that is the only box 
I have ever had to spray over because oh, of the company. I see. And on top of it, um, the guy told me, like, he stayed there and hung out, like, after everyone else left. Uh, Ryan took off. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, sellout took off. Everyone else had taken off. It was just he and I there. And um, I told him, I was like, look, you know, I, I, I really appreciate you, you know, not uh, making this worse than it could have been. You know, he could have, you know, he could have done a lot more than what he did. Basically. Yeah, could totally, have man. Booked me, could have taken me in, whatever. Um, and he said, well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, if I had just been riding by, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have stopped. I'd rather see something on these boxes. But someone up at the stadium called. So, damn, someone from out. Dodger Stadium called. Yeah, dude, they got telescopes and stuff. They're checking shit out all around them, you know? It was like a uh, but, you know, terrorist since SWAT the stadium team. called, he had to he had to take action and make sure that it was at least covered or something. So yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That was the only time that uh, the stencil was ever sprayed. So um, <laughs> that's it, man. We, next time, to, uh, next time we have Robbie on, you got to tell him that tell him that story, man, because uh, you know well, I can. Well, what tell... I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get in touch with Jim and see if Robbie would like to have the stencil. Okay. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's a great one. That's a great idea, man. Hell yeah, man. That's a great idea, man. Well, shit, dude. Um, I got a few more clips, man. <clears throat> we're all, we're almost to an hour, but I I have a few more clips, dude. And uh, like I said, man, time always blows by. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get to the clips, can I can I show the spray can? Oh yeah, totally, man. Okay. Let's do so it. this is a prototype. Okay, we're we're still gonna have you know some design on it, and uh, you know of course you have to have all the fucking information on the back and everything in small type. Um, but so, uh, this is the, uh, go, uh, spray paint spray can, nice. um, that's the sexy, logo man. on it right there. Uh, thanks to our boy, Sean Gatlin, uh, with, uh, he's, uh, you killed me first, um, Cold 33, shout Cold out. 33 in, in Las Vegas, big shout out for, uh, for you killed me first, Sean Gatlin. Um, and so the cool thing is the back part which will have, you know, all the, the um, type on it and everything, this part will be over that. And so that's just basically, uh, you know, an upside down part of that right there. So yeah, our brand for the, uh, for the audio people, for the people who aren't looking at the uh, YouTube channel, basically is Peach is holding up uh, a nice uh, tall can of spray paint that says uh, a go on it, basically. And, but... Uh, if you flip it to the other side, it is OG. That's right. Let's take a look at Just that. Give goat. you an idea of the size of this thing. Um, I'm holding this up for those of you who are watching. That's a, a Rust-Oleum can right there. Okay, and this is ours. All right. Um, the uh, the typical uh, Montana spray paint can. Give me a second. It's uh, it's about 11 ounces or something like that. Um, yeah, it's 11 ounces. This is a Montana spray can. It's 11 ounces. This is ours. It is 16 ounces. Okay. Yeah. So, as you can see, this puts us uh, far above the rest. We do stand out. And also, <laughs> the, 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 inspiration, there, yeah. the inspiration actually, uh, you know, of course, go go spray paint. There's a pun right there, right? And also, uh, each flip it around. It's OG spray paint, right? But actually, you know, I want to kind of uh, give a shout out to uh, the manufacturer because um, 
Uh, oh, dude, yeah. There's a well, reason wait, let me why. Show you one more thing. There's actually one more thing that I that I uh, kind of disguised in here. Okay, if you turn it sideways like this, basically you got a, a person right there. There's their head. Okay, there's the body, and their arm is looks like it's holding a spray can. Oh, damn! Okay. I like that. I like that, man. Now, this is uh, this is the company right here. Um, Seymour. They are the best. Yeah. So basically, Seymour. World. So basically, Seymour. The inventor. The inventor of aerosol spray paint. Look at that. Inventor of aerosol spray paint. <laughs> so basically, Edward Seymour. Man, your 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 dogs are excited, man. <laughs> oh, you can hear that? Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> she uh, unfortunately her hearing is going. So when she gets excited, she used to be like a roo 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 when she got excited about something. Now it's yeah. just. She's a little bit loud. Sorry about that. No, no worries. No worries. So, uh, uh, real quick, Edward Seymour basically is the uh, inventor of spray paint. I'm gonna pull him up on the uh, um, the screen right here, just so you know. We gotta, we gotta give you know. Oh, dude! Godfather, Total a, shout uh, out for this guy, right? man. I mean, Cheers. This, this is the dude right here, man. So I'm gonna just gonna pull him up real quick. Uh, it looks like. You know what you imagine the event. You know he looks like a, oh, you know, a sweet, very, very sweet like old man. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. No, Colonel Sanders a little bit, right? He probably had no idea that uh, you know vandals would be using uh, spray paint to tag the walls. But basically, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Edward Seymour <laughs> is the inventor of aerosol spray paint, and his company, Seymour uh, sp uh, Spray Paint, is the OG spray paint company, man. And they're working with us uh, to actually develop this line. And we thought, you know, what better company than the OG, than himself, the inventor of spray paint to uh, represent and manufacture our private label, man. So, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Edward Seymour, man. So, hell yeah, man. So, anyways, man, I got more clips, man. So, uh, you want you to check out another? Let's All right. Yeah. All right. This is just like a personal favorite moment. Okay, um, this is the real short oh, one cool. too, actually, and uh, it's uh, with with our buddy Fish, dude. And then he's talking about oh yeah, Fish. He's Shout talking about Fish. He's talking about how he used to live next to old dirty bastard from Wu Tang Clan, and uh, how they used to, <laughs> <laughs> how they used to sell Tupac weed, dude. Uh, so I don't know if you remember this, but check it out. Yes, yes, I do remember that story from across the hall they used to sell weed and old dirty bastard was like pounding at the dude's door three in the morning boom 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 give me some weed give me some weed and i heard my dad like what the fuck and i'm like what the fuck and i get up and i'm out of bed my dad has a baseball bat with a bat he opens the door he's like motherfucker i'm gonna count the three and crack your skull odb looks at him he looks like around and like just runs down the hall and you know to me you know I'm in like 11th grade or something. You're like, dude, that's ODB. And that's I'm like, and then I'm like, next day it's going like, should I tell people my dad punked old dirty bastard last night? Like, are they gonna believe? Like, I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, so let me just move too far. I don't know about that. All right. So I used to uh, take the 420 bus, random, right? The 420 bus. That got me from that was the route. That got me home, and I'd walk a few blocks, and basically I'd buy. I'd buy my nickel sack, $5 with the weed, because that's all I could afford yeah. at school. And yeah. I'd roll it, and after school, I'd be smoking down 
the little corridors back to my apartment. Yeah. And there were some dudes hanging out in the, in the little balcony, like, yo, kid, yo, kid, what's up? Yo, can you help us get some weed? And I walked over to them, I'm like, you can hit this, but that's all I got. They're like, well, where did you get it? I'm like, at school. And they're like, well, you know, I'm like, well, they sell nickel sacks. So he has 20 bucks. He's like, give me four nickel sacks, you know? And I'm like, cool, you know, no problem. Yeah, I got you. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow, you know? And I come back tomorrow with the four nickel sacks. So here you guys go. Oh, my God. And they're like, oh, like, chill, let's smoke, you know? And they're like, they invited me inside. And Tupac was kicking it inside. You know, it was all at the, the crew was called Thug Life then. Yeah, yeah, Later yeah, became yeah, Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were still called Thug Life then. It was like and, a big uh, psych. Uh, it was all those things, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and we chilled and we smoked, you know? And for about two weeks every day, I bring them the four nickel sacks until finally they got a weed hookup. And I didn't have to, you know, bring them weed anymore. Audio quality. Nice. The audio quality on that one is horrible, man, but the content is amazing, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Fitch yeah. is talking about going to high school with Retina. He's talking about freaking how he used to sell weed to ODB. It's right there and, you know, Tupac and shit like that amazing content man and uh oh man yeah it doesn't seem like that one was that long long ago because we caught up with fish again um pre since yeah. covid you, you know and uh it's always nice to talk to uh him man but you know that that was a classic moment i love that dude like talk about like stories yeah. that you'll hear like nowhere else you know but this podcast was that that's like a fucking amazing one man shout out to fish oh, man. Yeah, man shout out to fish man <clears throat> so speaking of tupac man i have pretty much our all-time uh, me and you, I think we agreed. This is our all-time favorite fucking clip from uh, <laughs> from all time, dude. You, uh, you, you know, oh, you, you, know, you know what, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, like, uh, let's just kind of, like, it's been an hour, man, so let's just kind of close off the show. I have more clips, but, you know, fuck it, dude. Let's just close off the show with this one because, uh, you, know, you know, it's a nice one to close it off and a nice segue from Tupac, basically, right? So, uh, so basically, uh, should I play the clip first or, or we want to yeah, get the intro? Yeah. All right. Let's just play the clip yeah. first. Were you Skip's cousin? I mean, I didn't mention that earlier. Um, check, uh, um, Snoop is my cousin. Okay. <laughs> so let's get that shit straight. I'm, I'm, I'm Snoop's big cousin. Yeah. You know, the, the blue that he wear, that's inspired by me. You okay. know what I'm saying? The Tate, the, the doggy dog, that's inspired by my cousin Tate doggy dog. You know, he's the original doggy dog, but as far as um, the doggy dog name goes, he's the one that made that motherfucker what it is. Snoop put Long Beach on the map. Yeah. There were rappers and singers before him, and there will be some after him, but there'll never be one that put us on the map in the way that he did. Definitely. You know, he came out wearing the Long Beach hat. He came out with it with that profile, you know, that that look. Swag, yeah, exactly. You know, that, you know, because this is cool. <laughs> We're, we're actually rolling heights right now, but yeah. still, you know, nigga, it's Korea, wherever I go, shit, you know. Right. Okay, you know, so then, real quick, I'm going to pause it right there, and what the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> real quick, because uh, this is Korea, I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? We're in rolling heights right now, you know? Did you know what he was talking about? No. <laughs> no, that was in one of those moments, you know, where you just kind of go, yeah, yeah. Blue that he wear, that's inspired by me. Like this up, you know, even though I was in jail and holding tanks, you know, um, I, I was drawing on the walls, you know, everybody else would strike their name up in their hood. I draw a whole big picture, you know, because like I look in the corner, I see two thighs and a pussy. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, 
You see, you see two big fat thighs. Yeah, and exactly. That's why I would put in the corner. I'll make a hairy pussy in the corner, you know, because men are in jail and they waiting. They, some some will get some time and some not. So why not give them a look of something that they're, that they're not going to see for a long time? Enjoy, yeah. If you didn't, audience, if you haven't checked out that episode, basically, that episode is Joe Cool, who is uh, Snoop Dogg's cousin, basically. Snoop Dogg actually lives right here in Diamond Bar, pretty close to me, actually. <clears throat> but, um, you know, his cousin's basically, you know, he grew up in Long Beach, uh, hood legend, right? And then we had his cousin who drew the cover of Snoop Dogg's uh, Doggy Style. And uh, um, I'm going to pull that up for the audience because, you know, we were able to... Uh, uh, do that. Well, I gotta be type or else the Google image is gonna pull up some weird stuff, man, with doggy style, dude. <laughs> but yeah, right. Exactly. Hold on. So, uh, let me just share with the audience real quick on the screen. Um, check this out. Basically, this was an iconic kind of like album cover, and we, you know, we had Risky on a couple times. He drew all the Death Row Tupac ones, and uh, this was the uh, the Snoop Dogg one, basically that Joe Cool drew. So we, I thought, man, it'll be a cool idea to bring him on. So I mean, Joe Cool's cool, man. It was fun, dude. Like you, you know, I mean, oh, but, but, that was that was, um, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have people from one end of the spectrum to the other of how much energy and and you know, I mean, that dude just had a ton of energy. Um, now that I'm, you know, listening to the, it just that was just energy, man. He just had passion and energy. Yeah, it was slightly, you know, different subject matter maybe than most but um i just i, I really appreciate and and uh his the, the energy and passion that he had you know what i mean yeah no totally so, man and it's real cool what's up brother shout out to cool man. man and every single time i look in a corner of a room i oh, think of wait, every time i look look at that look at it right back up there behind you man. well there's a, a painting in the way up there but man, yeah right there right there in the corner every corner i look at now if it's a white corner with nothing on it man i literally think of a fucking pussy dude because of joe cool <laughs> I mean, I mean, talk about being a fucking influential artist, man. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. You've changed the way I looked at things. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, serious, man. I'm just, and now those who listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be my all-time, like, favorite me and you were both like, okay, I got a moment. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> And that's only episode four, man. You know, I mean, so, you know, I, I, I got to love those early episodes because we had no idea what we we're doing, man. I, I feel like over that time, <clears throat> during that period of time, I was still like pursuing hip hop music, uh, producing yeah. it. So like I was kind of like, um, like I said, I felt like, I don't know, I, I just felt like I needed to be more knowledgeable and especially like kicking around a lot of like hood guys in the hip hop game. Like they rub off on you in a certain way. <clears throat> you, you know, I mean, yeah. like. You know, so, uh, you know, like listening to that, it's just, I feel like the show is actually really, it flows more naturally now. Um, both of us are, 
kind of like more relaxed when we do the show, man. I kind of, I kind of love that, man. You know, and so evolution. That was like boot camp. <laughs> that, that show was like boot camp, and um, every other show since then has been a piece of cake. You know, totally bad. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, okay, w- one last thing before we go because it's it's been over an hour now, man. But I figure every single time <clears throat> we always ask the uh, the audience a few questions, and then we can actually ans- ask each other these questions um, uh, because we've never actually talked about these things, man. I mean, okay, so for example, you always ask, you know, the uh, the audience like. Um, hey, when, what was like your first memory of like drawing as an artist or like just being an artist as a kid, man? I mean, you know, when did, what was the first time you realized that you were an artist? Yeah, we talked about we talked about like your elementary school student and stuff like that. You know, your I'm sorry, your high school teacher and stuff like that. But we didn't really talk about like your first time, you, you know, I mean, so I thought it, it's kind of it would be cool to uh, uh, bring that up for you, man. Um. Well, dude, uh, the first thing that I ever remember drawing um, was a little hot rod, a little hot rod yeah. on about a, a little piece of paper, I would say is maybe about three by five paper. And I was four years old going to a uh, preschool uh, called Kitty Club in, <laughs> um, in Fulton Beach, Florida. In Ocean City, as a matter of fact, Ocean City is part of Walton Beach, Florida. And I just remember drawing this hot rod with the big, big Lame. back wheels and the small front wheels and the, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, exhaust off the side and fire shooting out the back and, you know, the big block engine and everything. Were um, you into like NASCAR at that time? Or no. like racing or anything like that? No? No, just liked hot rods. I didn't sit there and watch, I didn't watch the races, the hot rod races, but, um, you know, there was the, uh, now that I think about it, I remember why, um, the, uh, we had bed sheets, um, that had these cars on them. They had like the old, old timey cars and some hot rod cars and stuff. And so I kind of made a, my own hot rod car out of what I saw from these other cars. Oh, were, I see. And we had bunk beds. My brother and I, you know, brother's two years and two and a half years older than I am. And we had bunk beds. And uh, he would usually sleep in the top bunk and I'm in the lower bunk. And then on the bottom side of the top bunk, the lining on there was the same thing, those cars. And um, there was actually a-, a Of course a, you were younger, edge. so you had to be the bottom bunk, right? Because uh, older brother always gets- I was whatever bro didn't want, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. I'm about I'm about two and a half year old. I mean, three years older than my younger brother. And and uh, it's funny because um uh it's an interesting relationship. Like when you're growing up, because uh, with your older brother and your younger brother, man, there's like I don't know. For me, it's like me and my brother will always have an understanding, but like we don't like necessarily hang out all the time or like talk all the time. But if you know something needs to be done in the family, like you know we'll we'll be on top of it. Is that how you guys are kind of like too? These days, my brother and I, um, yeah, we don't hardly talk at all. Uh, he's so damn busy, and I, he's got twins of his own. He's got Whoa. twin girls, and they're uh, they're twenty years old. Uh, and that's they're, crazy. They're got, little, both they're have pretty, twins. They're pretty girls too, man. They're attractive. So he's got his hands full. Uh, he's already had problems with that, with stalkers and everything coming at his twins online. Um, and you don't want to fuck with my bro, man. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a big guy, and uh, he's you know he can 
uh, oh probably access about any type of arsenal that he wants. And um, so I wouldn't mess with anything that has to do with my bro's family if I was anybody. And he also has a son. Uh, okay. So there's Selena, Angelica, and uh, Luke is his son. Uh, Luke is, I guess, what, 15 now? Uh, maybe 16. And, um, you know, his wife is uh, occupational therapist, and they have their own place, uh, occupational therapy place. And so they're just, they're super busy with that. And uh, my, actually, one of the things we have in common, my, my uh, brother's son, is uh, he's a borderline special needs uh, kid. Uh, I think he has a little bit of sensory processing disorder, um, but he's, he's highly intelligent and he's like an amazing um, uh, musician, actually. He plays the piano and um, he's, uh, he's a really, really interesting kid, but he's, uh, he's a little bit of a handful. So uh, kind of like my son Lennox is. Yeah, that's great. I, that, I'm learning new things too, man. That, and that's crazy that you guys both have twins, man. Like, that, that I heard yeah. that, that like happens actually too. You, you know, so uh, man, that that's nuts, man. Um, well, you know, when you're like me, you know, you just you shoot out twins every time, man. That's <laughs> those loads, you know what I mean. <laughs> Those twin loads, dude. <laughs> I recommend one at a time, my friend. I recommend one at a time. Never, never in my life have I been more sure about the situation of not having kids being like the right path, man, than during the pandemic. Okay. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> you, know this is my, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I love my kids and everything. They, they've inspired me to, you know, they're the reason why I'm here, why, the reason why most people know who I am. But right now is my worst nightmare. You know, this is one of the reasons why I did not want to have kids is because of something like this, like the pandemic and us, you know, losing our, uh, our, our work with flipping houses and everything. So, um, you know, uh, but you know what is what it is, <laughs> as uh, whoever said, um, and uh, one thing that uh, our kids are good at, and it helps us to inspire us as well, is uh, adapting. We just got that, we just found out a little while ago what this coming school year is going to be like. They're going to be on the computer from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. That's three hours, and uh, then they're going to have like a, an hour break or so, and then they're going to have time where they're supposed to be doing. Uh, uh, PE physical activity and mm -hmm. then at the time where they're supposed to be doing artwork and they're gonna have to do this I don't, I don't know exactly how they're gonna do this but they're gonna have to show um, that they've done that you know that they're uh, doing the, the exercises and they're doing some form of artwork as well so mm -hmm. uh, um, it's, it's gonna be all online you know our kids are gonna be homeschooling um, and uh, you know what though like I said um, I don't mind. I actually enjoy. I'd rather have, especially since my son kind of tends to get bullied at school. Um, mm. You know, I, I I don't mind him being here at all. You know, I love that kid, and um, I don't mind being around. But it's a lot more. of responsibility. That's all for sure. You gotta. I mean, like like you know me. Maybe. Yeah, but you know what, dude? They, they they actually made it a lot easier this year. Last year, at the end of the year, you know, they it was on the fly, man. It, it was they were only supposed to be out of school for two weeks. Okay, that's what it started with. They were gonna be out oh, school yeah, for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then next sure. thing you know, they're like, "Oh, maybe it's gonna be a month." And it's like, "Yeah, we're not gonna be going back to school." And so they're having to to create this stuff on the fly with being on Zoom and like the classrooms and stuff. Um, and so uh, you know, they've they've had this time to you know since then over the summer and everything to to figure it out. And that's what they've done. 
Could you do yeah. this if you didn't have, if both of you guys work like nine to fives, like, would you guys be able to pull this off? No, we'd have to have help. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. So, like, it, it, it's kind of like crazy, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. They kind of expect you to have to have an alternative because the nor that's what I'm saying. The normal standard nine to five basically is now like, uh, I think it's going to be gone. Just work from home in the future, you, you know? So uh, a lot more, yeah, yeah everything's kind of things a that people have to go in for, but basically anything that can sure. be done from home, you know, is going to be turned into being doing from home. You know? Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I hate I hate that term new normal man. Like people always say that, but uh, you know, hopefully. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you know what though? Eventually, uh, we're gonna get to where you and I are gonna be able to go and visit other artists. We're gonna be able to travel at some point. Okay? Yeah. We may have yeah. to be careful. We may have to do masks. We may have to do whatever. But eventually, well, we're think, gonna be able to travel, and we're gonna yeah, once, we're gonna get back to doing what we were doing. Yeah. Once they have the like the, you you can already get tested in the facility and they'll give you your results in half hour. They, they already have that in uh, Tustin right here, yeah. you, you know, but they got to do it. So it's like the ones they have at the white house, so you can get it in 20 minutes, your results, you can do it at home. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like then everybody will feel safe until then. I mean, it's just, it's going to be different, you know, and uh, who yeah. knows how much these are going to cost, man. But uh, you know, at the end, you know, we got to be safe, man. But again, yep. if, if, you know, uh, we'll, we'll adapt, you know what I mean? So, Anyways, I don't know how we got to that part about from your from your hot rod to the kids, man. You know what I mean? But uh, that's yeah. how we go here. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> candid. We ramble sometimes. But yeah, man. Uh, what other questions do we ask? Uh, well, for for me, man, like um, let me see. I was drew as a kid, man. Like you know, uh, it wasn't really like so much. Um, you know, I wanted to pursue it as a hobby. I had some art classes actually. Um, my my parents put me in. That was really cool. Um, looking back on it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, even though at the time I felt like I wasn't enjoying it because I felt like I was too cool for the art class, actually, you know, but we drew like, <clears throat> we drew like perspectives of like, you know, things going down, you can, if you're looking down a street, so you can just draw a few lines and then you draw like the buildings on the side, things like that, right? So oh, it yeah. was like structured art classes. And then, um, you know, and he was the, he, we, it was in like the proper Chinese way. It was a friend of a friend in somebody's garage doing the art class so there would be like some chinese kids on the weekend we would go to his house and then like you know he paid the parents under the table i mean we, my parents would pay him uh, probably under the table he, you know what i mean and then we would have art class so i always felt like that was a good that was a good time but uh again i was just like always trying to um not be bored so i would just like you know in class i would just doodle on paper and we didn't have a lot of toys and video games we had like one video game a year not like these kids like <laughs> you know you get a one you know, you download a new one multiple a day, right? So it's crazy. So I occupy my time with a fucking blue pen and white paper or ye yellow paper sometime, man. So like when Renda Ryder was talking about how he loved that aesthetic, I was like, I get you, man. Like, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> just like writing shit, right? So, uh, y you know, um, so yeah, man, that was kind of like my, my first thing, like just as a kid, man. So we never. Yeah, but then as a Chinese, as a as a Chinese uh, kid, then they eventually said, "Okay, now enough of the art. Now go make money, right?" <laughs> no, actually, you know, you know, my parents weren't really saying. They always just told you know, and uh, they weren't really saying that. Hey, enough of the art. They're just saying like, hey, things. There's things that are good as hobbies, and there's things that you can actually make money off of. They said that, hey, if you want to, <clears throat> but but see, there's there's a problem right there already. 
because like you're structuring your whole value system on money right there. Okay. <clears throat> just, just, uh, that, but that's the Chinese way, basically, you, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to be creating economics, man, or, or else, <laughs> you know, or else it's like, why are you pers doing this at all? Uh, which, which there's, yeah. that's kind of like, it's the wrong way to, it's basically, Hey, that's why like, you know, the Chinese culture is not as creative as it should be because it's, it doesn't focus on individualism, it focuses on the group, right? So again, going back to that whole thing, it's like, hey, uh, are you creating economics for the group, for the, the group, you know, group think, right? So, but anyway, so they always, they always encouraged it. But like, uh, for me, they were just like, hey, like, if you can't make money on it, like, you know, it's a good hobby, you know, but for me, then it became this whole thing. It's like, hey, how come those people, um, they're pursuing it actually and like living it, you know, and there are a few successful people. I mean, they may diversify their, <clears throat> their income. They may do something like that. But the point is now I'm behind because I've always been taking in it as a hobby and I'm, I haven't been taking this seriously when these people have been, um, throwing their, their entire a hundred percent mind on it. Well, I'm like, halfway trying to go to college, halfway pursuing music, halfway pursuing art. It's like, I never got good at anything. Like, you know, because I was just like pursuing everything as a hobby. I never became a master at anything. So, I mean, there's always kind of like back and forth. Uh, uh, it could have been better this way. It could have been better that way. Right. But I, at least for me, that was kind of just like how I felt at the end of the day. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to reflect on, man. At the end of the day, it's always coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know what I mean? So, um, but anyways, man. No, then it wouldn't, we wouldn't be here today, though. <clears throat> exactly, man. I think that's a good way to title. I think the reason why this works is like, you know, dude, you do what you do. And I basically fill in a lot of the – look, we would have no street cred if you didn't do street art, man. You know what I mean? And we would have no podcast <laughs> if it was just if you, doing, was for you. <laughs> doing street art. You, you know what I mean? So that's how, that's how partnerships and relationships work, man, you know? You pursue the things that you're good at and somehow it just comes together man like you know sometimes yep. people get mad about hey this person won't work with me or like uh you know that person won't do something hey you know what at the end of the day it has to be beneficial for like both parties or else it's a labor you know what i mean so uh but you know i'm always saying man be open to fucking anybody helping you or just like getting to know something because you might learn something you know that you that you never thought about you know what i mean absolutely bro Hell yeah, man. That's a good so, way to end it on, man. I love it, man. Dude, congratulations, man. 100 episodes, man. It's a fucking achievement, man. So, Cheers, uh, hell bro. yeah, dude. Cheers, man. Take it. All right, man. So, uh, that's been, you know, that, that's good over, well over an hour, dude. So, hell yeah, man. All right. So, the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Peace.